Dave Lewison, Executive in Residence with the Management and International Business Department of Loyola University, Maryland. And it's my privilege to join you in this interview with Jimmy Reed. Uh, we started this uh, series as a way of introducing our students to business leaders in the community that had not only advice about what's going on today, but direction that our students might be able to leverage uh, going into the future. So Jimmy, thank you for joining us today and giving us your valuable time. Would you mind uh, taking a moment, uh, introducing yourself, telling us where you work and uh, what's involved with your role? Okay, well, um, I'm, I'm honored and privileged to be here and uh, I am Jimmy Ree. Um, originally, I'm from South Korea. That's where I was born and raised. I came here as a teenager and uh, uh, having the privilege of living in this great country as a uh, immigrant, working for a governor uh, is something that doesn't really happen in other countries, okay, simply put. So uh, that's number one indication of how great this country is. Currently, I work for a gentleman named Larry Hogan, okay, uh, governor of Maryland. Um, one of his cabinet members, uh, he's economic sub-cabinet as well. And uh, the area that I'm mostly focused on is uh, small minority and woman businesses. Uh, in Maryland, we have approximately 600,000 entities registered as small businesses. Uh, and uh, as you well know, because of the uh, pandemic, uh, there's a tremendous stress in that space. Uh, so it's been busy 12 months. Uh, but that's what I do, working with the uh, small entities, uh, working with um, procurement space, government contracting that is, and any projects in the state where large companies have a project where they are required to utilize small companies, whether it's a medical cannabis, offshore wind, or building a, a casino or a highway construction, I get involved. That's what I do. Um, so your specific area within the uh, Maryland state government is uh, small minority businesses. Could you, could you tell us, uh, first of all, what you do in that role? And then, uh, you know, what are some of the things maybe, again, if our students were interested in working in that area, uh, that they might do to prepare themselves, maybe be able to do, if you will? Yeah. Well, that's a great question. Um, Actually, I don't do much. <laughs> yeah, my staff does everything. But... This is being recorded, Jimmy. Don't say those things. I don't want it to use it against you. <laughs> uh, you know, what my boss, Larry Hogan, does is he, he, makes, he makes sure the forest in which small companies compete, uh, the forest is healthy, okay? So from the macro perspective, he works on things like infrastructures, okay, like regulatory structures or tax structures or physical infrastructures, make sure the forest is healthy, right? Now from the micro perspective, so yeah. having said what the governor does, right? Uh, what I do is I work on uh, the, I work on, from micro perspective, I work with the trees in the forest, okay? Uh, each tree being a small company, right? So I wanna make sure that each company has three things, what I call it three pillars of success. Uh, one is, I want to make sure that these companies are good at what they do, corporate competency, right? Because if they're not good at what they do, if they're not differentiated, uh, then they're going to compete in price. But that's a miserable place for small companies to compete in because uh, just as water seeks the lowest crown, uh, smart purchasing money seeks the lowest price. So that's no good, right? And the second area that I work on is access to capital because money to business is like blood to our body without which 
one cannot sustain no matter how good one is, okay? So that's a very important part that I try to address. And third thing is, I wanna make sure that companies know the external factors that impact them, whether it's the globalization or AI, anything that has it, that impacts their eco space or their company, right? They have to understand which way the wind is flowing, so blowing rather, so that they can position themselves with the tailwind behind them rather than facing the headwind against them. So when they have those three things aligned, corporate competency, capital, and understanding of external factors, then only then they should have their business plan resting on those three pillars, okay? So that's what I do from the state's perspective. Well, that's very valuable, uh, you know, because, and again, it's three unique areas, right? I mean, trying to help them build capability is a lot different than helping them find funding or, you know, getting them, you know, aligned with the, with these air, uh, the, these external factors. Uh, what, what are you finding is sort of the biggest challenge that these small companies are having today? And, you know, where would, if, if a student were really interested in kind of pursuing this from a government standpoint, where should they put their effort and thought? I think key thing is many of them do not know that government has an abundant resource that are just out there for them to just go and get them, okay? I don't know that number one, okay? Um, and once, once they uh, know that there are resources then they begin to think about those three pillars of success that I just talked about, right? Um, now, think about what government has. One of the areas that I oversee uh, is a uh, procurement related to small businesses, right? We have, we have programs that are race and gender based, okay? So if you're a minority race and, or a woman, okay? We've got 29% of the total procurement set aside for that group, okay? And we've got programs for veterans. We've got programs for where only small companies can become prime contractors, right? So that they can grow their business. I mean, we have programs uh, left and right, right? Uh, and have goals for uh, particular categories of group that we feel uh, that sort of a need some sort of a boost, okay, some sort of a help, right, because of the historical uh, discrimination or structural discrimination that we have in our society, whatever the reason, okay. So government has those programs. On the other side of the fence, government also has programs and funding for innovative startups, because if you're smart, if you're a, uh, somebody who wants to start a business, you got two options. One is you could become one of those future Airbnbs and Ubers, right? Those guys get their money from their equity-based money, right? Uh, they are there to disrupt the space. And then you got a bunch of uh, people here who are running small businesses, whether it's a bakery, okay? Restaurants, bicycle mechanic shop. They get their money from the banks, okay? They need contracts, okay? So this is two very different groups. So we are trying to address these groups separately, okay, that fit their situation. And uh, so governments, uh, government has many programs that cater to these two, two groups. Wow, so, so it sounds like a real challenge is just really helping people understand what's available to them, right? It, it would suggest that a lot of these programs get underutilized. They do get underutilized, but you know, I, I, do, I do know one thing is that there's no better group of people than small business entrepreneurs I mean, they have strong will to succeed and survive, right? Yeah. So you give them this much information and like a mustard seed, they will grow, okay? Yeah. They're comp I mean, I've seen that happen before. And uh, so, um, yes, information I think is number one. Uh, and then having some resources to help them take their first step is number two. 
Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, I know you're busy. I think when we, I had one more question I wanted to ask you, but I know that you uh, put off a congressman so you could take this interview. So I want our students to at least appreciate that they're more important than in some cases than uh, some of your colleagues in government. Uh, to yeah, me, yeah. This, this has been, as all, as all my conversations with you are wonderful and enjoyable and uh, uh, a, a lot of learning coming my direction and I know toward our students on this. So I want to thank you very much for making the time to do this with us and uh, you know, thank you again for all your contributions to the board and, and for all that you're doing for the state of Maryland. I really thank appreciate you, it. Thank you very much, Jimmy. That's fine. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, good. Okay. Bye-bye.